You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media Sports Super Pod NFL and NBA getting covered here tonight. Uh, joining us in a little bit, hopefully, will be our main sports guy, the Axe Man, Jeff Axel. I've got the LLC owner of Tay's Takes, Tay, in here with us, and the owner and proprietor of DAR Sports Media. But of course, true God, true, you had some thoughts and feelings about something that Gilbert Arenas was saying earlier on, and you were ready to, you were advertising it, you were ready to launch. So let us know what the hell that guy was talking about and why it is bull junk. Man, look, so starting this off like this, I think, uh, you know, Gilbert Arenas was a great player for his time. He, he, you know, he did a lot of great things, and that's fine. But this this theory has always been that players tend to have better uh, better thoughts on sports than than anybody else. But here's the thing: a lot of analysis, you know, a lot of analysts and all this stuff like that. You can watch the sport. You can see what happens. You can watch what happens. Unfortunately for Gilbert Arenas, something wrong with this motherfucker's brain. He don't know what he's watching. So the thought process has always been, look, I make no no excuses for this. I am not the biggest LeBron James fan. I will never be. I think he's a super talented player, one of the greatest to ever play this game of basketball. One of being able to work. Now, the thing is, when it comes to what Gilbert Arenas is talking about, the thought process in the, in the conversation, because the Lakers just played the Miami Heat last night, which I'll get into that even more, and because, boy, I got something to say on that shit. But the thought process there became um, is that Braun would not have the same stature if he did not go to Miami. Now, let's, let's, let's be honest. There's truth to that because LeBron James did not win a championship until he went to Miami. However, LeBron James prior to Miami was a perennial all-star, all-defensive guy. He was a two-time MVP. He had won a scoring title. He was going to be a legend in this game regardless. Would he have won a championship in Cleveland? Probably not. Probably not. But guess what? We don't know that for sure. But what we do know is that he had to come to Miami, build up his big three, many people call it a super team, and that's what that's what catapulted him, in my mind, in a lot of people's minds, to being considered one of the greatest or in that top five, top three conversation that he's been in. And I thought that was a little bit too soon when he did it because he had to go to Miami. The first year in Miami, he choked, had one of the worst finals that a superstar has ever had. So Gilbert Arenas saying, oh, Brown was going to be whatever. What did Miami do before him? Let's be clear, Gilbert. And I don't care if you got your gun on you because I keep your gun too, motherfucker. So we can go all day. Gilbert, the truth is you did not – you were playing at the time. So maybe you didn't see this. When Shaquille O'Neal came to the Miami Heat, he was the second option. 
He was the second option. The number one option for the Miami Heat when Shaquille O'Neal got there was Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was averaging 25, 26, 27 points a game. He went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2005 with Shaquille O'Neal. He was right on the cusp of, of entering the NBA Finals. They were one win away, and then the Pistons beat them in a game seven. Then we could also point out the fact that the very next year, Dwayne Wade had one of to, um, you know, one of the greatest finals, uh, you know, ever, and they beat the Dallas Mavericks. So when you ask, what did the Miami Heat do before LeBron James got there? Well, let's be clear. If you really want to go back, the Alonzo Mourne and Tim Hardaway, that era, they went to the conference finals before. They were perennial playoff team. Pat Riley had Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal go to Eastern Conference Finals championships. He said, oh, they went 15 and 67 one year. And they was first-round losses, first-round loss, first-round loss. Let's slow down. What exactly was LeBron James doing before he got to Miami? Did he win a championship? No. Did he make a finals one time, just like Dwayne Wade? So Dwayne Wade, though, won the finals. He didn't get swept. He won finals MVP. So LeBron went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2009, lost in the second round in 2008, lost in the second round in a terrible choke in 2010, and walked off the court and left Cleveland. So if you talk about what did Miami do before LeBron got there, they won a championship. They made the playoffs almost every year, except the one year that they tanked. That was a tank year. We know what a tank year is. That was a tank year. 2000 was it? 2008, they tanked. And then they got LeBron James and Chris Bosh. You put them together, and let's be clear, Chris Bosh is not no hoe. He might have been a weirdo, but he's not no hoe. Chris Bosh is averaging 23 and 10 in Toronto as the number one option. You took another number one option and put uh a number another number one option with Dwayne Wade with another number one option. You created a super team. So yes. Before my the before LeBron James got to the Miami Heat, Dwayne Wade was a champion, Finals MVP, scoring champion, All NBA, All Star, All Defensive guy. Already won a championship. Already been to Eastern Conference Finals. He did not need LeBron James to win a championship. He needed LeBron James to win more championships, just like LeBron James needed him. to win a championship. Miami was mutually beneficial. Now, the worst part, over Gilbert Arena said, is something that I notice people say a lot. When you talk about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, a lot of people say this, oh, when Michael Jordan retired the first time, the Bulls went to the second round and they won 55 games. That means they were just as good. Then you can talk about the next year when, when Michael, before Michael Jordan came back and they were uh, uh, barely a five, uh, over 500 team. Actually, they were under 500 for the majority of the year because Scottie Pippen couldn't carry the load like people thought. So, when we talk about Miami Heat the year after LeBron James left, Dwayne Wade was injured. Chris Bosh, that was the beginning of his injury. They missed a lot of games. They barely missed the playoffs. But what did they do when Dwayne Wade was healthy the next year? No Chris Bosh, mind you. Chris Bosh was not really there that year. 2016, they went to the playoffs 
made the second round and was one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals. So you cannot say, what is this heat culture? What is this heat culture? Okay, let's go to heat culture. Eric Spolstra, still the coach. The Miami Heat, what have they done in the last five years? What have they done in the last five years? They've made playoffs, perennial playoff team, although last year, I mean, last year I don't think they should have been in the finals, but they've made two finals. They got close to making the finals again, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Was it 2022? I think they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, whatever year it was that they lost, and and they, uh, I, th- I think it was the year before. I think it was the year before. The year that uh, the Celtics beat them, I think. Can't Off the top of my head, I think it was 2022. So the Miami Heat have had a culture that has, um, you know, perennial playoff team they are uh you know made finals Dwayne Wade's won championships before LeBron you don't have to lie to prop up LeBron James he is a amazing fucking player generational talent he is great you don't have to suck his dick every fucking time something comes out about LeBron and I'm gonna come back to this point because I see LeBron being a bitch on goddamn Twitter right now. 40 years old, being a bitch on Twitter, whining about calls. The same team that had a 400-plus free throw differential in the second half of the season and had a 112-plus free throw differential in the playoffs last year where they still got swept by the Denver Nuggets, even though they had a 50-plus free throw differential. They still got swept. And this year, they're 3-4, and and they still have combined so far in just, what, seven games? They have plus 34 free throw differential. We don't have to keep doing this bullshit for LeBron, man. LeBron, LeBron don't have to keep doing this shit for himself. Do not disrespect a whole team's culture because without that team culture, without Eric Spolster standing up for himself when LeBron tried to get him fired, we would not be here at this point. LeBron would not have four championships. I don't believe he would if you don't go to Miami. So all the talk about Dwayne Wayne get hurt. Dwayne Wayne get hurt. He get hurt. Doo, doo, doo. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like Dwayne Wade in 2011, 2012, and 2013 played over. 80 to 85% of the games for the Miami Heat. 2014, yes. Yes, 2014, he had a little bit of a, you know, he had he had a the you know bit of bit of some injuries caught up to him. But he was still going out there. He could still put 20 up on 25 and 5 on every night. And for a second option, that's what you need. Dwayne Wade did his thing 2011. He should have won the finals MVP if LeBron ain't choked. So if you're going to talk about LeBron not needing Miami, LeBron, and LeBron just said on Twitter, oh, I would have still been the same player. Uh, you know, I've, I've been the same player and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. Yes, you're a great player. But the best version of LeBron that we've ever seen just so happened to come in Miami. And that's on the offensive end and the defensive end. And we've never seen LeBron be that precise. He was that was the best shape he's ever been in. So why haven't you been able to make a def- all defensive team since you left Miami? Why hasn't he won a scoring title? 
why hasn't he won an MVP since he left Miami? If the Miami Heat culture wasn't what made, you know, what made, it would help make him an even better player, he didn't take that Heat culture with him. And he hasn't been the exact same player. He's been amazing, but he hasn't been that player since he left Miami. And I need Gilbert Arenas, the Shannon Sharps, the everybody who works at ESPN, Fox, whatever. Stop. Stop dick eating this nigga, man. Come on, bro. Like, be real. We watch the games. We watch the games. We have watched these games, bro. We've seen these games. Like, he is great. He is amazing. But you don't have to keep trying to, like, shit on other people to uplift one player. It's not how it works. We don't see this in any other form of, of in the NBA. We don't see this any other way. If Jason Tatum goes out there and has a bad night, we're not talking about, like, oh, he can't win shit. He can't do shit without Jalen Brown. Steph Curry was, was called a choker by a lot of people for a very long time. He's won the same amount of championships as LeBron. He's won more championships since 2014 than LeBron. So I don't understand why there's this need to, like, uplift this guy. And it's like, bro, he's he's great without everybody uplift. You don't have to uplift somebody. You can just talk about what they really do. LeBron is playing pretty well right now. And the focus is not on, hey, man, LeBron playing great right now. And even though the Lakers are losing, he's still going out there and he's still helping them, keeping them in the game. He's doing great in the fourth quarter, uh, most games. And he's 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 scoring at will. He still can get to the basket. Like he, I mean, he's obviously not the same as he used to be, but he's still a very good player. And he's like, he might not be top three, top five in the league right now, but the boy is still a very good player. And he's old as dirt and in his 21st year. So I don't see where we need to be like, oh man, you know, like the revision is the revising of the history is, is bullshit. And I don't like it. Gilbert Arenas. Is a fucking loser. Nine times out of ten, this nigga don't never say nothing that makes sense about you know whatever. And if he and I and if if somebody wants to get this word to him, I welcome him on this show. Come on the show, Gilbert. Don't don't bring the other guy with you that you be sitting there talking to. You can bring you, you can bring you can bring other guys, but don't bring that other one. I don't like him, but you can come on this show. I'd invite Stephen A. Smith. I'd invite. Uh, Shannon Sharp, all of you, you want to talk basketball, brother? Let's talk it. And you got to actually talk it and not give that bullshit that they give you in them scripts. ESPN give y'all them scripts. We don't have scripts. We actually watch the games and talk about what we see and know. Cut the bullshit, man. Cut the bullshit, bro. That's all. Tay, <laughs> Tay your thoughts on uh, heat culture before, after LeBron? Um, yeah, the the Heat definitely had their own culture before LeBron. I I could I could definitely say that they did win that that championship in um oh six, and UA had his best season in two thousand nine, right before LeBron got there. So I don't think LeBron made the Heat culture at all. No, I I don't agree with that. But I do think I do I do think LeBron still would have been. I think LeBron would have been this guy still without him because uh, before Miami, he was carrying uh, them Cavs teams, and it just he just looked different from others. Like he wasn't he wasn't just a regular guy. Like he he looked beyond that. And I mean, 
I don't know, cause it's a, it's a it's a lot of what if. Like you can say this about other players, like oh, what if so and so didn't go to this team, or and I feel like that's just something else with him too. But I don't I don't know. A lot of people would say Miami LeBron was the best. You can say that, but what if I said um his second stint in Cleveland? What if I said that was the best of mine? That's what I that when they came back against the Warriors. That's like yeah, that's like, the, that's that's God tier LeBron to me. Yeah, like you know, he was I'm a lot a, more, I'm gonna stay quiet. He was a lot more polished. His athleticism was still there. His scoring numbers were high. He played all 82 games. All, that one yeah. season. Um, all he, I know is when he he blocked that shot, even though they were still down by multiple games, I was like, oh, this series is fucking over. The Warriors yeah. are going to lose. I knew it right then. I was like, oh, this is fucking done. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's God tier LeBron to me. Yeah, every player has their moment. They, they That one moment you think of, that's, that was definitely his moment right there, um, 2016. But yeah, I think I think LeBron in, in that in that time was a little bit better than Miami. Miami LeBron was more athletic, more exciting, I guess you could say. Like defense. I mean, you could say that. Uh he ain't played no defense in Cleveland like that. See, he did. That's, that's why he nah, played 82 games. Nah, well, no, let's okay, let's let's really break this down because that's and that's also not true. Uh he played 82 games in 2018. Yeah, that's what I was uh, talking. I was talking about that year. Oh, that year, no. That year is, to me, that's the only year. 2018 is the only year outside of Miami where I was like, yo, he really put his all into the regular season. But before that, like, he was he was missing, like, he was, he was, he was, in 2015, nobody remembers this. People forget this. In 2015, Braun was stinking up the joint when he first came back to Cleveland. Nobody remembers this. I remember this because I was confused and I was disappointed because I was thinking he's about to go, he, you know, he was, he was, he left for like two weeks and missed like eight games. And he was shooting like 44% from the field, which is very low for him. Cause you know, he was shooting like 32% from three, which is now about regular. And he left. And he, he, he left. He went, he, he went to Miami for two weeks and missed like seven, eight games and came back and he's raised his numbers up. And I just, I just feel like that. I, I have a thought on that. I'm not even gonna go into that. But I think LeBron, you know, he played, he played like 60, 60 I think sixty five through seventy games in Cleveland. Uh, but I don't know. I, I felt like his defense was not what it was. I think he became, he was definitely more of the offense. Uh, in the second stint in Cleveland. Um. I have a different feeling in the 2016 finals than everybody else, but uh, there's a there's a reason for that. Doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Uh, it's actually a legit reason. I actually I actually think the 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 there's no there's no comeback without somebody else that does not get the god tier credit that I feel like he deserves. I that think man. he does during that during for that. For that run, I don't. That run is the only reason that guy is still in the fucking league. Yeah, that's all people talk about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's dial that back. Wait a minute. 2015, 2016, 2017, Kyrie Irving was a beast. 
Yes, he was. Those and, those Cleveland teams. Those distant memories, those faded memories of that are the only reason he still everybody still puts up with the bullshit they put him through now. If you really, really want to go there, since 2018, 2019, also be clear, if Kyrie Irving was healthy in 2018, Bron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers do not probably make the finals. Same thing with Gordon Hayward and Boston Celtics. That's a whole thing, but that's a what if. I'm not going to do the what ifs. I just look at it like LeBron was great in those finals. Game five, game six, game seven. Game six is a very questionable game to me. I don't want to get into why, but you watch game six back. We're going to talk about free throw differential, fouls, bullshit. I hated that game. And ain't got nothing to do with the Warriors itself. It has something to do because I would feel I would feel the same way uh, if it was the other way around. Honestly, um, I don't like watching games like that. I don't like watching like games that are like skewed a certain way. I've seen it happen with the Grizzlies. I've seen it happen with a couple other teams where it's like, eh, I don't like that. Celtics, the Celtics. Oh my God, I know accent accent not on here, but. Actually, on here is is the Celtics was getting like mad free throws one time and and like for a long period and I hated that shit. But I do think I think his crowning achievement is is game six. I mean game five, game six, game seven. Because I some people told me they think twenty sixteen finals are the greatest finals ever. I disagree. I think those finals sucked outside of game five game seven and game four because the rest of the games are blowouts so i you know but i but i, I do think that is that is you know his probably his, his obviously his best championship moment is probably the, the thing in his legacy that stamped him to come you know be the only person to come back from from that um but like i said i have i have different feelings on 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 that i think however uh, Tay is right about 2018. 2018 was LeBron's, to me, his second best offensive season. I still will always say straight up. 2013 Miami LeBron is the best version of LeBron. Because defensively, LeBron don't play like my issue with LeBron, he don't play defense. Like right now, if you watch the games, he's not playing defense consistently. He's old. But he wasn't old like 2016 before the finals and before the playoffs he wasn't you know he didn't play defense as much 2017 definitely didn't even 2018 I didn't see him play a whole lot of defense the the Cleveland defense was was never ranked top 10 I think except for 2016 so I think I don't know I I just look at I watched the game a little differently with him but I think he was fucking uh offensively phenomenal in fucking 2018 and I think one of the things that stick out to me the most about LeBron in 2018 is what he did to Toronto Raptors in the playoffs that year. Now I know everybody know that shit. That's to me, that's his that's his funniest series to me ever. Cause I ain't never seen nobody like straight up shit on a team with like mid-range jumpers, threes. He wasn't even trying to go to the basket. That's like that's like the only that's like the only season where I watched LeBron and was like, yo, this nigga's nice. He's he's extra nice right now. Like, we don't see him do shit like that. He don't take a bunch of mid-range. It's a nice game. That was the one time I was like, yo, Bron is cooking these dudes. And I don't know. But uh, I uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Bron. Everybody knows I don't fuck with Bron like that anyway. Definitely don't fuck with him like that. So I don't want to spend too much more time talking about him. But he is right now topic of discussion for a lot of things just because the Lakers lost 
to the Miami Heat. This is where this whole conversation stems from. The Lakers have a problem right now. Do you all know what that problem is named? <laughs> well, Anthony Davis? Yeah. that problem is Anthony Davis. What's their, what's their he, team doctor's name? That's the... <laughs> well, it's funny. So, I don't, I don't want to wish anything bad on anybody. But LeBron is yeah. playing 30, 36 minutes. Well, I mean, no one was bad anybody. But LeBron's playing 36 minutes a game. He is almost 39. He'll be 39 next month. This is year 21. That is not sustainable for the Lakers. And that's the problem. LeBron, LeBron's style of play has always been ball dominant. He's a ball dominant guy. He's always been. I think the only time we didn't see that, which is why I think Miami was the best version of him, is because he was able to show us all ball skills and let Wade handle the ball too. So, you know, it was like they were averaging five and six assists. They could go back and forth. I don't think the Lakers have a guy. D'Angelo Russell is not it. Austin Reeves, not a, he does not have a handle. He can't even dribble to the right efficiently. Um, Anthony Davis, however, this is the problem in this in this era. You look at Nikola Jokic, right? You look at Luka Doncic. You even look at a Joel Embiid. These guys, Embiid, yeah, I know because I, I bet on this motherfucker. Embiid had over like five assists, like in back-to-back games. How often do you see Anthony Davis go out there and get two assists, three assists, four assists? Jokic is seven foot one, seven foot two. And this motherfucker just surpassed LeBron for, for the most triple doubles. He's like number three on the list all time for triple doubles. You just surpassed LeBron. So Anthony Davis has to up his game. What has Anthony Davis done to up his game offensively? Since he's been in the league, what has he done? Oh, since he's been in the league, everything. What has he, he done not, when he got not drafted? Since, I mean, he was a, not, a defensive I mean, thinker only. That's yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not gonna say like since since he left Kentucky. You know. I mean, like okay, since he got yeah. to the Lakers. Since he oh, got to the Lakers, yeah, nothing. He, if anything, I would say he got worse. And what's crazy is 2018 Anthony Davis. That was he was a fucking monster, bro. Like mm-hmm. 2020, when they won the championship, the Lakers won. He was a beast. Like in, in defensively, I'll give him that. He's leading the league in blocks. He uh this year. Defensively, he is the identity of the Lakers. But if your identity is missing, what the fuck you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah. And he left the game last night. He left the game like three times. I like, I got the game. I was watching the game and I'm like, yo, where AD? I, te- I think I texted my boy. I said, yo, where AD at? He said, man, that nigga in the damn, in the training room. He, he backs. I was like, I thought he was good. He came back out again. He went and tried to, you know, um, you know, he went and did his thing and, 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 and went back in and then came back in the game and then left that game. Like, the inconsistency of his health is a problem. And I feel like the, the, the worst part about it is that we can't depend on LeBron to stay healthy at age 40, damn near 40 years old, 21 years in. LeBron has not played more than 65 games since he, I think since he got to the Lakers. So he's going to have to take some games off. Keep putting a lot of wear and tear. It's like you can put this wear and tear on LeBron early because they do it every year. They let him go 36, 37, 38. Anthony Davis 
is trying to play all 82. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible for LeBron to do it. So if you take Anthony Davis out, let's say Anthony Davis misses 10 to 15 games this year, which is which is actually mild for him. What happens with the Lakers then? Bam Adebayo can go in if you're playing against the, you know, you're playing against uh fucking the Heat, Bam Adebayo can go in and do his thing. If you're playing against the, the Nuggets, Jokic is going to kill Christian. Christian Wood is not horrible, but it's his effort. That's the problem. Christian Wood can hit some shots, and you'll start the year and be like, oh, yeah, Christian Wood's pretty good, man. I, I like Christian Wood. Then you will see why he was available so late in the offseason because defensively, his mind, he, he can't, he's not a consistent player. So that's the Lakers' problem right now. They're three and four. They, they're going into Houston, um, to, uh, well, later on today. They're, they're going into Houston. And then they have the Suns, who are getting Bradley Bill. And, and I think Devin Booker will play on Friday because it's, it's the uh, in-season tournament shit, which is happening now, right? The in-season tournament's happening. Uh, it's going on right now. And I think – I don't know, man. So I, I, the Lakers have a problem. I, and Anthony Davis, if he can't stay healthy, they're going nowhere. And I know people have this fantasy of like, Oh no, LeBron! You know he's getting older, so we gotta get, you know, we we gotta get him in, and you know, whatever, whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know, oh, man. God. I think uh, <laughs> Apollo just showed up. Are you on Apollo? You right up. Right up. <laughs> tell <laughs> tell us what you think of. Gilbert Arenas' comments about LeBron James and the heat culture. I don't know if you saw it or heard it. Oh, no. I, uh, what, do you, what do you say? He said that uh, there is no heat culture. Basically, LeBron James brought the heat culture, and which is disrespectful to Dwayne Wade, of course. Um, and that what did they do before LeBron got there, and what have they done after he left? Basically, he was just like a slight. It basically just felt like he was just slighting Dwayne Wade. Really, um, I think the conversation turned to if LeBron would still be great without Miami Heat. And I think we all know he would. I don't think that's, you know, I, mean? I don't think that's a that's a question. But uh, that's what he said. Basically, he said he said a whole lot of nothing. But he was like, "Oh, they do nothing before. What was, what were they doing before he got there?" And I just don't think I don't think that's fair at all. And I know you have a different perspective of it. Cause you didn't, you didn't, you didn't like when he went to Miami. I remember this. You didn't like when he went to Miami at first. Um, and- I didn't like the first, yeah, the very like when he announced it. Uh, I didn't like it because you know, it was a, uh, was new, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, we didn't really see this. Uh, I guess this new wave about to come in, where uh, the players basically, you know, uh, took took control or a little more control of their careers. But um that okay to that Gilbert Arena's point I'm I'm surprised he said that. That kind of sounds personal. Like uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why does everybody want to throw sh- like shade at you know Pat Riley or you know or the culture itself. Like they did win a championship before LeBron got there. I mean uh, I mean did he say that? <laughs> um he, he he said he said Shaq was there. Uh, which... uh, also, Shaq on what well, begin in the beginning of the back nine of his career. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, look, man. Uh yeah, G- Gilbert, uh yeah, I don't know. Gilbert is Gilbert. Um now the whole thing about yeah, the heat culture and all that, like I mean, let's just be real. Um Pat Riley is like a like a mafia boss, you know what I mean? And everybody yeah. else right, <laughs> and everybody else basically falls in line, but they at least have winners they they at least have a, a a good structure um and you know i guess you want to say oh i mean let's think about it the heat culture i mean alonzo morning i mean he did a lot to bring toughness to that to that franchise like i don't know I, I don't understand where he was coming from with that um and um i don't know man like you know uh, what was the other thing oh, about lebron um his comments about uh he think his career would have been. Yeah, look, we know that the talent, yes, the talent would always have been there. Um, the uh, the accomplishments, that's the that's the thing we put into question. And um, like you said, uh, that that's kind of like a slight to Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was the man who basically showed him. He 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 mentored him. He was like a big brother to him, and um, a lot of that was mental. We know a lot of the personal things he was going through all the time, but still, man, like you, you can't you can't discredit he can't discredit uh, what he went through or his struggle to become the player that he is. So um, I don't know, man, but you, but I mean, but we know how it is. Like these guys, they get they 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 get a little uh, they start feeling themselves. They start you know smelling their own cologne and stuff, and then when the media keeps like bellowing the same types of stuff and you know they 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 can't help but to listen to that stuff so um and everybody got a got a got an audience to target you know what i mean so people say some outlandish stuff but um uh yeah with without miami lebron wouldn't have been who he is today so he he should put a little more respect on his struggle in every in that regard yeah bron actually tweeted out uh he was like mm-hmm. i was you know i was i'm chosen and I was always going to be this. I might just have less rings and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I guess that's, maybe that's true. I mean, I mean, I, I think it would be true you have less rings. That's like, I think there's just a way to, yeah, I think it's just a way to be like, yo, like, I appreciate what this culture helped do for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I could, I was going to always also be great regardless because I was great before I got there. Right. I just wasn't winning, winning. Exactly. Before I got there, and it's like, and it's, it's, uh, but it's like, there's no, and that's no shade to to LeBron's accomplishments to say that. And I, I don't know. I mean, look, we know players got egos. Mm-hmm. Uh, players are extremely insecure about their own legacies. That that's that's sports in general. That's, that's not cool. a LeBron thing. That's not a basketball thing. That's in general. But there's no need. Like I said because Dwayne Wade just takes a lot of, and I mean, you're wrong. I, I, I'll throw my shots at Dwayne Wade too. Not, Personally, he he deserves them. Personally, yeah, but, <laughs> but not not at all. <laughs> but like as a player, he was you know we always talk about that Braun, Wello, uh, Braun, Mello, and Wade that that them three coming in at the same time. These were three. They were three different players. They were three beasts. Three beasts. Yep. And Wade was the first one to yep. cross that line of I made it to the finals. I won a championship. He made an Eastern Conference Finals the year prior to that with Shaq, and he was still the number one option, even though Shaq was there. Shaq was not, you know, like Shaq wasn't 
1998, 99, 2000, Shaq. He was different. Shaq. Yeah, it was like, you know, you. it's like, I'm trying to make a good comparison to it, but it's, it's, it's like he knew he had to be the number two option. And I, I you know, he he went out there and he took the second option to to wait. And I don't know. I, I, and I, I don't like the idea of discrediting Wade at all. Like, I just don't like that. And I, I felt like that's just like, like, if you want to disrespect Pat Riley because you don't like him, that's one thing, right? Like that has nothing to do, um, nothing to do with Dwayne Wade, nothing to do with how he helped out, and, and also same thing about Spolstra. I think Spolstra is a really great coach who has shown he, you know, he 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 knows the X's and O's, he knows how to put things together, and he's a big part of that culture as well. People want to go throw shots at Pat Riley too, uh, but you're also disrespecting not only Dwayne Wade but Spolstra as well. Spolstra became. You know, like especially especially after LeBron left, Spolstra had to keep it together. He's maintained, I think, and he's you know, I mean, they went to the finals literally last year. They shouldn't have, but his coaching, you know, his coaching is amazing, man. He, you know, and they've been in the playoffs uh, multiple years. You know, they've had that Deion, uh, Deion Waiters <laughs> year where they went like thirty and eleven in the second half of the season. After you know, he's like. I just, you know, I think the Heat culture is what it is. I could care less about the Miami Heat. Don't want to see them do anything well um, in, in terms of this, you know, this year at all. I could care less, uh, especially Jimmy Butler and, and all of them with his, with, his, with his weird hairstyle. But I can respect how they go out there and win. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, 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 I had to get my shots off at the arenas. But the floor is open for the Gilbert Arenas and all the others, the Stephen A. Smiths. We welcome y'all to, to take time. You get your clearances from your bosses and come on a show like this and actually really talk with us. Because Stephen A. Smith be talking his shit on his own stuff. He was like, he, his shit ain't ESPN friendly when he on his own stuff. So Well, yeah, well you, you know, you got Walt Disney behind you. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I respect that he he speak his mind on his actual show and and stuff like that. So so one but, part that I will that I'll put into this is uh I think it's a little bit of both ways and people swing too far to the side of either way. Culture uh requires credibility to be established, and without LeBron helping win those extra championships I think that helps the credibility of that culture when they're trying to get people to buy in so and uh, just 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 you know a lot like um you know the Patriot way with Tom uh, Brady when you when you come through that door you're like hey fucking 12 does it 12 buys in who are you to not fucking buy in you know what I'm saying? Because they have that credibility and that proof of concept that, hey, we've won championships. We won before LeBron. LeBron came in. He bought into the culture, and we won a bunch more with him. So I think he has some some credit for helping establish the credibility of that culture. But that team's infrastructure and culture also helped catapult him to getting those rings and helping his legacy. One hand wash the other, man. That's, that's just, you know, it's just in anything. I think that's in anything. Like, 
if you're a part of something and it grows uh, while you're a part of it, you're a part of that fiber and you become a part of that. And like, I think that's also a problem I have, and not even just with teams, just in general. People sometimes get too caught up in the, in the, in the. Well, I should get more credit for this. Or I should be, you know, like like he ain't do nothing. Or, like it's just it, that, like stuff like that's corny to me. You know, I, I just feel like stuff like that's corny. And I think Wade, obviously, Wade is a longer tenured player. Um, there he is. There he is. The Miami. He's like Tim Duncan, and then they're and they're 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 Kobe and stuff like that. Like that's who he is to the Miami Heat culture. Um, but it's just like you know, me and Apollo both mentioned like Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway. These the guys that came before that. They helped shape a different culture as well. Oh yeah. So you know, you gotta you know, like everything makes up the fiber. It's like, like if you look at the Warriors, like Steph Curry obviously is probably the most important Warrior, but you can go back to the Mitch Richmond, uh, you know, TMC, the TMC days. You can go back to that. That helped establish the 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 We Believe Warriors. <laughs> you know, even with the Lakers, the Lakers are obviously the most story franchise next to the Celtics, but even there, there was a there was a, a semblance of culture there through the Showtime Showtime era, through you know Kobe and Shaq's era. Uh, you know, so it, there's a semblance of, of culture in every team, uh, especially winning franchises and franchises that have had success. Um, so I don't know, you know, same way, same way with like Melo and, and Jokic. Like Melo set the tone for what people wanted to see from Denver. We just didn't get it from what we got from Jokic is what a lot of people was hoping Melo could do, and that was lead a team to championship. Melo came, you know, came close to getting there to the finals one year, but. You know, he ran into Kobe. So, I say, it, you know, like team culture is a funny thing. I think people sometimes we, you can't put entire team culture on just one person. Uh, it, it's all a collaborative effort. That's why it's a team sport. Uh, you know, that's why it's a team sport. But um, well, the NBA is a team sport. Tay, what has stood out to you uh, this this past week in the NBA? Um, I've been trying to tell people that they're going to the playoffs. Oh and my I don't God, know. here we go with you. Back on your bullshit. Every, everyone's week. been counting them out, but I don't know why. I mean, they're, they're who, high. who was everyone? Who said? All, did anybody on this podcast say that? All, all up, Jeff specifically. X, X, yes, X, yes. Like, <laughs> like he is like just completely out on the mess. He, he thinks they're the worst ever, but nah. You know why though? You know why? That's yeah. that's. Just, that's your family. You know why he feels yeah, that way. It has I, I nothing do. to do with Luca. It has nothing to do with Luca. Grant it's Williams. Yeah. <laughs> it's agenda. It's Grant Williams and Kyrie. There's two former Celtics on that team. And he will never he he hates Kyrie because yeah. of that. That's, that's, I was actually here. I was actually here. Don't ask wake his old ass up and get on and get on him so we we we, we can have a talk. But no, nah, go ahead. You you said yeah. the Mavs will make the playoffs. How far do you think they go? Second That's round. Important. Second round? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, get, I, I agree. They're looking good right now, though. Yeah, I know. They're looking good right now. They ain't, they ain't really played nobody yet, but we'll see. Yeah, that's true. But then again, most of the teams ain't playing. Then again, right. who is it? We don't, we don't know who's the who this year anyway. Like, a lot of teams look real, looking real, uh, real sketchy. So just the Mavericks. Who, who, what else? Who else you looking at? Anybody else you you looking at when you feel like uh, formidable? The the Suns, like the the Suns are reliant on uh, health. 
Like they they're not they're not a good team when um their entire big three is, is um if if one of the three is out they're not they're not really that good of a team like the the rest of the roster built around them isn't all that good so if it's KD and Book or just KD they're not really a good team like they'll lose to the Magic and the Pacers and stuff like they, they'll like they lost to the Spurs twice like that that's gonna happen if everyone Maybe. doesn't play and they continue to uh be an unhealthy team. They're going to lose a lot of games to the teams they shouldn't lose to. And what about the Eastern Conference? Would you you see anything in the Eastern Conference that sticks out? What about no no no? What about Milwaukee right now? They're starting because they ain't looking so they ain't looking as people thought they was gonna go crazy. They don't look that great right now. They they win in some games, but it's it hasn't been I guess gangbusters type shit that people thought. Well, how you feel about Milwaukee? And I mean, I guess. Accent here, but how how you feel about the Celtics too? Right. Um, I'll, I'll start with Boston. Boston's offense looks really scary this year with uh, Porzingis out there. It it's a, it just adds another dimension, uh, to the offense. I mean, you can't you can't leave him open if you like. You just can't do it. If you if you do, he's gonna hit the shot. So that they're picking pop with him and Tatum is nice. Um, and then Drew fit fit um fit in well. Yeah, Boston's they, they look pretty good. I mean, they look like the best team in the East uh, right now, and I think it'll be like that the whole season. But uh, Milwaukee, um, I mean, they traded away their uh, perimeter defense, so like you know, it'll it'll look bad. They're giving up a lot of points, and then on top of that, they're still trying to learn how to play together. They got they got the offense. They got Middleton. They got Dame. They got Giannis. They got Brooks shooting threes. They got the offense for it, but um, we got to figure out how to play team defense too. And you know, that has to come too. Like you got to build chemistry. Got to learn your your teammates and whatnot, what they like, what they don't like. So, I think they'll improve with time. Yeah. Apollo, what stood out to you, NBA this past week? Um, I said this last episode. You know, oh, say it again. Uh, Wimbayana, Wimby. Um, very impressive. It's happening. It is happening. I, I am very impressed with this young man. Um, this is the fact that we know he's going to get better. He's figuring. He's trying to figure it out. Um, he hasn't even scratched the surface of that. But I mean, what natural raw raw ability this kid got already? Um, I mean, I, I like I said, my I think the last time. I criticized him being on the perimeter so much, but I mean, shit, he keep hitting them damn threes. <laughs> I mean, and that's they, changed too. Uh, I, some I didn't get to watch the big game. I think there was a football game or something else I was watching. Um, and somebody said, you know, every time the Spurs offense started to spiral out of control, they just toss it to Wemby and he'd do something fucking crazy. And it was like, I don't know why it took him took him a week to get that figured out that that's the way to roll here. But yeah. I don't even know, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm impressed by him. Um, I'm also impressed by Dallas. Um, I mean, I'm a huge Luca, Luca uh, fan, so I'm not surprised by him. But um, you know, just uh, Derek Lively, like little little pieces like that. Um, even the rookie, the other rookie they got, Omax Pros- uh, Prosper. Um, I mean, he he he's he's still raw, but I mean, he's in a good. Um, good situation where he can figure that out, and he has the length and the athleticism to be a pest on defense, and that's really 
the main thing that they need um to to be a balanced team is to just keep the defense up, make sure it's um make sure it's solid. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm very impressed with the Philadelphia 76ers, the hardenless Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they, I mean, it's crazy. You know, like not even saying that they really played anybody like that, but like we like we said earlier, you know, we don't really know. It's only seven games in, you know, it's still early, but just just the way that they came together uh, throughout all the distractions and everything, really really impressive. Um, uh, who else? Um, also like the uh, the war. I mean the Warriors. I talked about them last week. Um, yeah, the last episode. I'm very impressed with them. Um, uh, Chris Paul. Uh, I mean he's fitting in well. <laughs> he, he he fit in well. Um, so it, it looks pretty good. Um, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they're an intriguing team to me because they like these past couple of games um there was they was on a little bit of a running streak earlier um i forgot who they played uh, the last game but before that they was on like a two or three game winning streak they changed their philosophy um they 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 scored more in transition and i think that quinn snyder is still trying to find like what pulse he has in this team like what can get these guys going with um what what these guys uh, strengths could be and because they have a lot of uh i mean young cats you know uh, they have a lot of energy, so they can they can score good on transition. Um, India, Indiana, um, they're pretty solid. Uh, I mean, considering you know, considering the fact they're they're in a small market, you know, and they're not really wowing anybody per se. But I think they have, I think they have a nice little, uh, uh, I'll say base, a nice little foundation. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Like uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we talked about them last week. Um, they're trying to get it together, but that defense, man, it uh, it's going to be it's going to be a little tricky um, because it, as much as Dame gives you all this, like what a plus twenty five or whatever, <laughs> uh, uh, point uh, point wise point differential or whatever offensively, uh, defensively, you gonna know, give a lot of it back. <laughs> give a lot of it back. So. Um, I mean, they're still figuring it out. You know what I mean? They're still figuring it out. And they're still 4-1 and one as they're figuring it out, so it's not bad. Um, but, yeah, um, and the Suns, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just one of those people. This is my, this is my last two uh, comments. Uh, the Suns and the Clippers, I'm just glad they're not, they're not doing well. <laughs> I, I'm just being <laughs> real. I, I, I'm tired of these. They're if and when teams. If. these are There's so much hope. If. If they're all healthy. Yo, if Harden can click, if other uh, sons, oh, if Bre- if Beal plays, oh, sh- if Booker plays consistently, you know what I mean? Like, right, st- stop, man. Now I give Kevin Durant that. He, he, he's he's fighting his ass off. <laughs> but um, you know, there's only so much you can do. Um, and uh, and the Clippers, I mean, that was just an atrocity. Uh, the other day, I, I mean, I mean, come on now. <laughs> you could you couldn't write this any better than that. Uh, and yes, it's 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 still the first game. He was with the Clippers. James Harden, I'm talking about. Still his first game. We know. Blah blah blah. It's not going to always be like that. But while while these moments are here, we have to deal with the facts. We have to deal with what we right. see. Need to and cherish them. We need to cherish them. And it, it is what it is. I, and 
I just find that shit funny, and I'm here for the show. You know, I'm I'm bringing my popcorn now. I'm here for I'm here for this shit show. Drew, <laughs> hmm. what's uh stuck out to you the most last since this last week? Um, other than Gilbert Wimby, Arenas, <laughs> yeah, fuck Gilbert Arenas. Um, Wimby, Wimby definitely uh has stuck out. I think you know since last week. I think that I think last week was like I think when we recorded. I think that was around the same time he had the uh like thirty eight was a thirty eight point game. Oh, I like think that. it was like I think it was a couple days after actually. Yeah, like yeah. a couple days after, and, and yeah, he's just yeah, he's just ah man, he is he's amazing, and you you can see that there's still some some hesitation from his teammates to continuously go to him, which I think he could. Go out there and average twenty five a night if you if they really wanted him to. It's just because who's gonna stop him? Just who's gonna you know what I mean? Like who's gonna stop him? And and he's a cheat code. And I think that is, um, you know, Devin Vessel still wants to. Well, he he was hurt, but he still wants to get his points. You know, uh, you know the other guys want to. You know, Trey Jones is trying to make his. You know, he's trying to you know show that he can go out there and, and do his thing. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what the Spurs do. I think Wimby though is he's great. Uh, I enjoyed watch enjoyed the hell out of watching him. Um, so definitely him. I'm so glad that uh, Apollo mentioned the Clippers because fuck the Clippers, <laughs> fuck the Clippers, fuck them niggas. Uh, anybody who employs James Harden is a mortal enemy of mine. So I am not going to say anything good about the Clippers. And I, I, I hate it, too, because, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big Kawhi guy, and I, and I think Paul George's game is so fluid, so smooth. I I love watching them play. And Russ, like, Russ has been my, one of my guys for a long time. But it's just I hate watching James Harden play. I don't feel like James Harden is really going to do much to make them uh, a better a better team. I don't really see – like, they, they already have, you know, guys that, that can, you know, handle the ball – and you know Paul George is under. I think he's underrated when it comes to being a ball handler. I'm, he's he's got some good handles. So I like we don't we don't need them. Um, so but yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised the Clippers lost the first game to the Knicks of all people. Who I'm I'm like on the fence about the Knicks this year. Um, I don't think Julius Randle is built for this. Uh, personally, but you know whatever. Um, without Jalen Brunson, they ain't, they ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah, this is not. This is nothing happening there. And Jalen Brunson was actually not good <laughs> last yeah, no, night. No, he wasn't. <laughs> and they still lost, like by double digits. So the Clippers, you, you in the work, you, you, you in hell. Um, the Bucks, like even though they're they're four and two, they're four and two because they lost the other day. So they're four and two. I just look, I double check to make sure they're four and two. But it doesn't like it's weird because it doesn't feel like it to me. You know what I mean? Like it, like. I guess I don't want to say impressive because it's not about getting impressive wins. It's just, you know, a win is a win at the end of the day. But I'm just not sold on them. Uh, and I feel like the more and more we watch it, the watch them play, like even, you know, last, like last night, Brooklyn had a damn good chance to take that game. And they, they were, they were super close camp. First of all, I, let me, let me just say, I don't think Brooklyn's going to do shit, but Kyle Bridges and Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas should have been getting the opportunity to go. This boy is going out there dropping 30 pieces and 40 pieces. He he did it last year and then they sat him down for it. I don't like I I'm really interested to see what Cam Thomas can do if they just take the leash off. 
Just let him go out there and get buckets. He can get buckets. I mean, he's not obviously he's not, you know, a great defensive guy. He, he ain't there yet. When you need a guy to go get a bucket, he is, he is, he is a he is ridiculous. Um, so I, I, he's he's one guy that actually impressed me a little bit. Um on a on a negative note, uh the Washington Wizards. If I was still in Maryland, I'd be hitting up Apollo right now and get some tickets because I know them shit's cheap. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I know the motherfuckers gotta be cheap because goddamn, they is they are ass. They are ass. Jordan Poole is sucked. He is terrible. Kyle Kuzma ain't done shit. Like the Wizards are terrible. I thought they're gonna be bad, but like they're like actually worse than what I thought. Um well, we'll see. Well, real quick, not to cut you off, but there's only two bright spots on the Wizards to me right now, and it's it's Denny. I knew you were saying. And 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 Koulibaly, uh, Victor's teammate. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was in France and shit. Those are the two bright spots to me right now, and uh, and I, I and I believe you know they'll get better, you know, as time going on. But other than that, yeah, they're they're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah, and I'll say um. You know, 76 is uh, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, he is the you know, James Harden leaves. Tyrese Maxey continues to do what he do, you know, does. Um, uh, the Anthony Melton actually had a couple good games too, so I, I, I noticed him and I was like, okay, he's doing his thing. Um, you know, uh, Embiid, he's right there, you know, right there, I think, making it, you know. Put himself in the MVP. I think he's one of those guys going to always be in the MVP conversation, regardless. Anyway, um, but he is—he's doing his thing, and uh, 76ers look good. Um, Celtics. I mean, I, I mean, you can't say enough about them, but they—they they got G checked by Anthony Edwards last night, and that's another—that's a guy who I'm I'm impressed with this year. I think he's making that leap. Uh, all star, hopefully all NBA. He he played great defense on Tatum down the you know in, in, in the clutch uh last night. Um he he looked like he is ser- he's you know he's taking this season like extremely serious. Uh and they got a good defense. Rudy Gobert, obviously regular season defense. Um you know, whatever, but the the I'm not sold on the Timberwolves because it's the Timberwolves, but I think and Ant is really instilling something in, in in that team. He is he is great, and he's he's been amazing this uh this, this first couple of weeks of the NBA. Um, obviously, you know Apollo and and Tay. Everybody's mentioned the Suns. Uh, I think we've been saying it for a while. Second round exit anyway. Regardless, health is gonna be the problem. You know, Bradley Bill is allegedly supposed to either play tomorrow or Friday. We don't know what he's gonna look like, and we don't know how healthy he's gonna stay. So, um, the Nuggets. Nuggets still look good, even with no Jamal Murray right now. We'll see how much of a toll that takes on them. You know, coming up here, they got a they got a big game tomorrow against the Warriors. They got a couple big games coming up in the next week or two. So we'll see how that looks. Um, but obviously, the one team that I was gonna hold into uh talk about was Gold State Warriors. Obviously. Uh I was just gonna wait and talk about them. I think they can look so much better than they already look. And I think that's the that's probably the best thing about that team going forward. And the reason why I say that is because Chris Paul has not found his shot. 
Andrew Wiggins is non-existent. Jonathan Kaminga has been horrible in the first half of his of the games. Moses Moody probably need a little more run. Um, Gary Payton II has been a monster in defense. Draymond Green been hitting threes recently. I don't like that, but he's been hitting threes recently. Um, Clay has been actually, I think Clay's been under the radar, but he's taken a lot more. He's 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 made smarter decisions on his shot selection. And it's paid off because he's shooting, I think, the highest uh, field goal percentage. Obviously, it's, it's early. I think he's, he's like 48%, which is the highest he's, he's shot since like 2016 or 2015. So I think the the Warriors, they, there's even better, you know, I think they're going to get better as the year progresses. And I think once Andrew Wiggins finds his offense, his defense is there. Um, and I think defense that they get better because – you know, everybody's learning their roles, uh, some some of the, you know, the newer pieces. But I like their rookies. I like their rookies over there at Golden State. And I would like to see the rookies get even more run. Um, I think they I think they can help. Um, you know, especially especially my, my boy uh fucking fucking Jackson Davis. I was fucking like first name. Uh yeah, I I think he he's great. I think he's great. So those are things that stick out, though. I, I think right now, kind of like you, like the pecking order, is kind of like the the Mavericks. You got the you got the, the Nuggets, the Warriors, Mavericks uh, that stand out in the West. Those are the three team, three top teams, of course. But um, the Houston Rockets also look a little bit better than I expected to. Let me not, you know, I I, I, I want to. I, 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 I was looking, I was, I was thinking about I was like, man, there's somebody I'm missing. It's the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets look a lot better. I don't like Dylan Brooks looking decent as a basketball player, but um, they look decent right now. If that lasts throughout the year, we don't know. But for now, uh, they, look, they look decent. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold out my judgment on OKC. Right now, because I know there's a team I said I said earlier that you know early in the, you know before the season started that I'm watching out and they still look good, but uh, SGA's health is important to 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 the the future of their team, and uh, he's he's had, he, he already had a little small injury, missed a uh, game or two I think. So um, anxious to, anxious to see what they do though. Josh Giddy is great. Um, he, well, not great, but he's pretty good. Uh, Chet. Chet looks pretty decent, you know. So getting to see kind of everything they got going on over there, at OKC. I like them too. But the the Houston and OKC have have kind of had a nice little start. Nice little start. So um, yeah, th- th- those are the teams to me uh, that stick out. Like I said, this this is my favorite time of the year. You know, favorite time of the year. Uh, so I think tomorrow. I, th- I think later on today, uh, there's a lot of good games. That'll be on, um, you know, and we're starting to get into that, you know, where, where the good teams start to play each other and the in-season tournament thing is, is going on. I am curious as to how, how this is going to shake out, um, this in-season tournament thing. I'm confused. I'm still very confused on it uh, in terms of, like, the, the, like how it works and how do you determine the winner and, and you know, if what if they're not – it's weird. Uh, it's a little weird, but – um. Yeah. So, like I said, this 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 week, this whole week, the rest of this week, I think is really good. 
basketball, the basketball games coming up. So I'm excited. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just ready. You know, just ready to the rest of these games because I'm definitely putting some bets on. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you said those teams have a have off to an interesting start. We're off to an interesting start. It's time for the NFL. So I feel like off top in our NFL talk, um, we should probably go into one of the DAR sports media adopted teams that we all kind of uh, encouraged and repped before the season. And also mine and at least Axe's, I think Apollo was on it too, our number one draft QB prospect, CJ Stroud and these Houston Texans are everything and more that we all expected them to be. I genuinely think that they can be competitive in this division. Uh, I I guess we'll find out what the Jags are really made of coming up this Sunday. Thank you, Tay, Washington Commanders, for that old Chase Young uh, spot. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I I just I don't know if the Jaguars are that much of a of a grown man big boy team. I don't know if they really can leave these Texans in the dust as the Texans get better every week. My concern with the Texans is overall talent, top to bottom. Like Wright Stroud is a beast. They've got a couple of real great standout players, but uh, the the two deep is just is is not that impressive and pretty no name. And I don't know if that's going to end up playing out over the season. But it turns out these Texans are a lot more scrappy, and C.J. Stroud is legitimately. Uh, it's it's wild to say, but the numbers and the tape speaks for itself. He, he's probably a top ten quarterback already. Houston Texans, what do you think there, Tay? Um, they're a, they're a pretty good team. Um, TJ Stroud kind of surprised me. Usually, rookie quarterbacks aren't this good, like at all. Usually, they, they struggle a lot. They throw a lot of interceptions. They fumble a lot. But it looks like he's in like year three. He's pretty good. I didn't I didn't expect this this early. Um, yeah, like I did this. I wouldn't even say his uh roster is that good either. Like, oh. it's not. Like, I, I don't know. They don't. Their run game is is terrible. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't expect this. He's he's really good. I would say, yeah, he's been playing like a top ten quarterback so far. I mean, he, that's a part of it is because the running game is not really there. The guys he's throwing to, all due respect, not. None of those guys are going to be in the top 20. And if you look at the plays and you look at the metrics, they're not getting a ton of separate. He's throwing guys open. So he is good dealing with a subpar roster and still putting up the numbers, top five numbers in every major statistical category uh, as a rookie. I saw one of my favorite stats today because, you know, of all the mania and all the hype. Uh, CJ Stroud has thrown more career touchdowns than Tim Tebow. <laughs> Like right now, he's already thrown more touchdowns in his career than Tim Tebow, <laughs> and I think is only about fifty yards behind him. Um, CJ Stroud, fucking killing it. 
Apollo. Yeah. Um, I mean, finally, the Ohio State quarterbacks have a, have a guy, you know, that, that can translate to the next level. Um, so I'm, I'm happy uh, in that regard. <laughs> um, rest in peace to Wayne Haskins. Uh, now, C.J. Stroud, I uh, believe his numbers are, what, 12 TDs and, like, one pick or something? Is, is that is, is that right? I think it's even higher than that. I don't think the phone's oh, dead, but. But, but, but it, it, it's at least in that ballpark. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He hasn't thrown a ton of interceptions. That is, that is for Ricky. That is tremendous. Um, one thing I remember, it's so funny. What was it? Uh, that preseason game that he had played. Oh, yeah. He had an awful preseason game, and people were like, oh, this guy's done. Right. They was just jumping on him already. Like oh, this 14 touchdowns, one interception. 14. Which, yeah. That's that's magical. Well, he yeah. had five of those motherfuckers on Sunday. So. He had five of those motherfuckers on Sunday. Um, look, yeah, yeah. So it was just so funny like just to see that. And then I guess uh, from there, uh, one thing that I can definitely read from CJ is he's a fast learner and a fast processor. Um, because you cannot, you cannot have that stuff, you know, in order for you to turn your season around like that. Now, granted, what was the game they had like a game like a week or two ago? Um, the one that they had lost. Um, but I mean, that, you know, he he's not going to be perfect. But through the circumstances of the roster, like the personnel is not that. I don't say not that good, but it's it's definitely not top half of the league. By any stretch, and no. and he, even though they have some explosion on um on the offensive side, um uh like what, what's the kid's name uh, Tank Dell, Tank Dell. Well, that's what I'm saying. They they were talking about the numbers, and they were like, I, this guy and this guy. I'm like, his receivers are Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Like yeah, who? Yeah. Fucking who? Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. Right, and um, and shit, Damien like Damien Pierce is not even having a good Playing. year. Yeah, or well, he's not playing yeah, and not having a good year. Yeah, that, so it's like, damn, like like you said, to, to do this and in, in spite of your running game, it's really impressive. And um, I'm 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 happy for the kid. Now, I mean, we're not getting carried away here. Uh, I mean, I hope not. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they'll make the playoffs, but um, I'm not saying that they won't. <laughs> How about that? I mean, they're they're mathematically positioned. They're mathematically positioned. So is Denver, which is funny. But um, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying it, it's, it's a long it's, season. It's, it's a long season. It's a long season. So so we'll see. Um, what's their next slate of games? Like, do they have a pretty tough schedule or a soft schedule coming Let's up? Let's see. Let's see. Easy. They don't play anybody. Easy. That's an easy one. Oh, man. So I mean, hey. The way he the way he throwing the ball, I mean he might he might shit, they might. Now, um, as far as the division, I, I am a Trevor Lawrence believer. Um, I'm a I am a Doug Peterson believer. Uh, I, I I really I really respect Doug Peterson's his approach to the uh, to coaching and stuff like that. Um, and I think that his team does as well. Uh, oh, so check this out. Okay. Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver. New York Jets, 
Tennessee Titans. Mm. In fact, in fact, their entire schedule, the whole rest of the way, is one second. Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, Jets, Tennessee, home for Cleveland, Tennessee, and the Colts. Mm. Cleveland, Maybe. depending on which one shows up, looks like a play a, a, a top ten team, and then not a top ten team, depending on which team shows up on a given week. Right. But the rest of those games, winnable. Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, shit. They they might they might only lose one or two of those games. <laughs> um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, they they definitely. They definitely got a nice schedule. So I mean, hey, we'll we'll see. Um, that game with Jacksonville is gonna be very, very pivotal. Uh, I yeah, guess we could, I guess it's safe to say it's for the divisions. <laughs> like it would be for the division at that point. Um, even though they gotta face Tennessee twice. At, I mean, after that. And Tennessee's got a little more pep in their step now, too, with that change to Levis. And, and Tennessee got more pep in their step, too. I I, I mean, I know we we're talking about CJ Stroud, but the 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 AFC South, I mean, and 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 you know Richardson is unfortunately, yeah. hurt, but he was looking good. Yeah, and, yeah. And, they that and, might be. You know, we were shit talking that division to death. Uh, you know, in the preseason previews, but two years from now, come on, come that could on, be man. hot shit with a bunch of uh, young, great quarterbacks. Right, and and it's so crazy because and, and that's one reason I think why people do love the NFL. Because of the structure of like the draft and all that, it's like yo, no matter what, it. I mean, you get rewarded for having a terrible year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can build through the draft. The, all those bad teams, and, and and let's be honest, the AFC South had a lot of bad teams. You know, um, at the same time for these past like decade or so. So it's like, all right, bet they're all picking top quarterbacks <laughs> in every draft. So it's like, all right, bet neck and neck. Um. So it's 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 cool in that in that regard. I, I like the way that that division is looking. It's not going to be a uh what a a boring division like it was for so long. Um, but as long as Richardson can stay healthy, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I really wish this kid gets the um he needs to do what RG three needed to do, which was learn how to slide. You know, learn how to protect yourself. Because boy, you really running like. Like you're a run a running back. <laughs> I mean, you got to chill because you're big. Uh, the big guys get hurt too. The big guys get hurt because they because they getting hit harder. Yeah. So they, you know, what I mean, the bigger all the harder they fall. So I mean, um, but yeah, other than that, um, going back to CJ Stroud, very impressed, very happy for him. Um, I don't I don't like Houston as a franchise. That's not. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not rooting for the Texans. But I'm rooting for CJ Stroud and Miko Ryan's. That I'm, I'm rooting for those brothers. True, Houston Texans. Um, not I. I mean, I, I wasn't completely sold on them, but I, I thought CJ was going to be be solid. Uh, you know, when you're a rookie, you coming in, you don't expect somebody to to to, to come out firing like that. And he, he definitely impressed me. I think the you know the team as a whole, you know, obviously the, the quarterback is always like the leaders, you know, always the leader. So 
um, him showing that he can he can be a leader for this team, you know, off rip is extremely impressive. His poise is amazing. Uh, I thought that game was interesting. Uh, I mean, he 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 Cedar uh, Shaw played the shit out that game, uh, man. You know, and 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 uh, the Bucks. I I, I assume that the Bucks are gonna somehow win that game. <laughs> you know, my thought process was I had the Bucks winning, but I mean, I I never bet on Baker Mayfield, so I don't know no. why I thought that anyway. But um, yeah, I, I was just you know I was genuinely uh just surprised at like how I mean you throw four seventy and five touchdowns, man, that is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's like that is ridiculous. Like we you know, and you had like what three receivers. Go for over a hundred yards, man. That is like, this is some, that's some video game shit, bro. Like, really? That's some, you know what I mean? You don't see that every uh, every week. You don't Especially see that. Especially not have a rookie. God damn. Yeah, it's like you don't see that most weeks in in, in the NFL. So yeah. I was I'm thoroughly impressed by by CJ Stroud. Um, Texans being four and four is it's it's amazing. Because I don't think anyone gave them a like it really gave them a shot. Um, so she, you know, people are like like we said, I don't think any of us looked at the division. That division is something you know special or something that's going to be special. So I, I think we were all kind of pleasantly surprised at um you know how this has gone. Like man, CJ Stroud is he, he is he is damn good at what he does, and I'm you know I'm I'm looking ahead with him because I don't you know you know could he be the guy that brings the Houston Texans to you know real success uh you know because your quarterback starts with you start with your quarterback and you know your quarterback is you know he that's your game manager that's your guy and so to see him go out there and be this poison this you know if they can they can continue to surround him with with some Give him some better, even better pieces than what he has now. I feel like the way we talk about Pat, we could be talking about CJ. And you know, that's so that that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the future for him. Because this is a rookie year. You don't, you know, you can go out there and play with kind of no expectations, right? Because you're a rookie. You just go out there and ball. You just go out there and ball. And and uh he he is he's doing his thing, man. So um I'm, I'm with Apollo. Though. I never want anything good to happen for the Houston, the Houston, Texas franchise. So, not happy, not happy that they're succeeding in that way. But at the same time, I can't be mad because CJ is he's great and um, he is shining, man. That boy is shining, and I'm 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 genuinely happy for him. Um, if he played for anybody else, I'd, I'd probably be more happy. But yeah, so yeah, speaking Houston, of. Texas, for yeah. teams that Apollo does want good things to happen for. Oh god. Man, all I gotta oh, say god. is uh, oh no. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. No. Thank thank God. Thank God for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm about to say man. I thought you were about to go to the Giants. I thought you were about to go to the Giants. I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed if I could take that game the Baltimore Ravens against the Raven uh, the Seahawks this last week and make it into a blanket <laughs> and wrap it around me to sleep in. I would fucking do that. Cause God damn it. It was so just 
enjoyable and com- it was like comfort food. It was like it was like hot mac and cheese in a in a football form. Just watching the Ravens beat the fuck out of the Seattle Seahawks and expose them for the fraudulent, weak ass bitch team that they are. God damn it! It was so wow. good, Apollo. So violent words. <laughs> he chose violence, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of chose violence, good lord, uh, did the Ravens uh, get violent on that ass? Um, I mean, it's, I mean, yo, it's barely well, I don't say rare, but it's not that often you see grown men's souls and effort get sapped. Oh, it's my fucking favorite. I, I mean, geez. These men, their will got broke <laughs> very early. <laughs> and um it just continued, like the onslaught just continued. Um the biggest, I guess the biggest com- the biggest proponent of the Rave uh, the Ravens win uh was the highlight of that running game. Oh yeah. Lord. First, got to give the flowers to to Gus Bus, uh, Gus Edwards. The <laughs> Gus Bus is rolling. That fucking guy, J.K. Dobbins, thought he had leverage. Oh, Brother, <laughs> it is over. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Sorry, sorry, J.K. Um, and that's a story for another day. J.K. Talking. stands for just kidding, just kidding. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, get out of here, bro. Because see, I, I was on J.K.'s side until he started like actually having rumblings. Like, you know, uh, being mad with the team because of the plan. Look, he had a gripe last year um, in that playoff game because they should have ran with him. They should have ran him more. But, I mean, but damn, man, it, it isn't like you're available for the Ravens all the time to even be talking. But, hey, whatever. But, um, um, yeah, Gus Bus and, and Keaton Mitchell. See, now, the thing about this young kid is there there's been a, a, a buzz about him uh, during the whole offseason. Oh, yeah. We we Which talked him on the pod in the preseason. Yep. Hell, yeah. And, and, and you know, to be an undrafted free agent, you know, like they were saying, like, hey, man, this kid, he got wheels. But, you know, um, like so many like so many running backs, what's the problem? Well, he was hurt at the beginning of the season. So you're already kind of dealing with injuries because he's a, he's, a, he's a slender guy. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a little back. Um. See, he kind of reminds me of that kid in Denver, uh, McLaughlin, uh, Jordan McLaughlin. That kid, I mean, these are, these are some small backs, but these guys run with power. They run between the tackles as well. So that's that's real good to have. Um, and uh, I'm shit, man. I'm just glad, you know, we can pick them. We can't pick no damn wide receivers. But we can, we can pick up some damn running backs. I think Zay, I think Zay, Zay is nasty. Well, well – <clears throat> Once, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can hit it once, you know, hit jackpot once. But um, uh, 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 what else? What else was I happy with? Oh, I was happy that OBJ got his birthday a touchdown. Um, um, you know that was that was good for him. Um, and now I'm an OBJ fan, but OBJ did not deserve no fifteen million dollar contract. Um, that was strictly made. Because Lamar Jackson said, "Give him this, or I'm not coming back, regardless." Um, so it was like whatever. They had their feet were to the fire. They had to do it. Um, one thing I will say though is the only negative out of that non-slot. Well, two negatives. Uh, 
Um, Tyler Huntley isn't good. Like I like, like he has flashes. You know what I mean? He's a serviceable quarterback. I put it like this. I think I said something about the top five backups. I mean, he could be. He could be a top ten backup, best backup in the league. I mean, maybe eight, nine, or ten. But I just don't think he's that good though, because it's like the kid's instincts is too all over. It's all over the place. Um, he made a lot of bad decisions, and and to to be honest, the Seahawks could have got a few freebies, you know, of some of those bad passes he was throwing. I'm like, damn man, I mean, <laughs> come on, um, and uh. One one case, in fact, was that OBJ like the the the, the play right before the the touchdown, and how he like just threw it over, and OBJ like you know he was being covered by a dude mad taller than him, and you know Seattle, y'all got the big cornerbacks, you know that's what Pete likes, um um but you know it's I don't know man I just didn't like that I just don't I don't, I don't like how Huntley how Huntley's bent I didn't like his decision making in the playoff game last year. Um, I I don't know. I just didn't just didn't like the way he's way he's been. But other than that, um, everything's been great. I was so uh, my only my only concern my only concern is is, and I don't think this is going to be the case because it's a new system and a bunch of new players. But there is maybe a little bit of concern that they're peaking a little bit too early. See, honestly, I I feel like a little bit they're like the retroactive 49ers like. You know, the 49ers were stomping the shit out of these teams in the beginning of the year, and, like, everybody couldn't stop talking about them. But now it's, like, flipped around, and the Ravens are doing it, like, after everybody's done with their second preseason in the real games, and they're taking, you know, teams that, you know, Tay, I think, had the Seahawks going very far in the playoffs. A lot of people like Detroit a lot, and uh, the line, and the Ravens have beat the dog shit out of both of those teams pretty fucking close together. And I think I feel like I feel like it's just not being discussed as as much that they're you know possibly the best team in the league right now honestly. Well, the the I'll say number two if if you want if you want to go number two you know I'll definitely agree with that. Um, now I'll say this as far as beating the Lions and the Seahawks, as great as those as these wins was, um, I'm not going to put too much stock in it because the Ravens are still a veteran team. You know, they've been together. That core has been together for, for a little bit now. So, the, and, you know, they, they have a better roster than the Seahawks, who's kind of in the middle of a re, a retooling, per se. Um, I'll, I'll say this. There's rumblings that um, Drew Locke might be playing soon. Um, which I think is – which I think is, is – Fucking crazy, but hey, do what you got to do, Seahawks. Do what you got to do. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't think, if you want to be think. right in the middle of the Drew Lock arrow when you play the Niners twice, uh, I'll take it. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, like, but see, I think that shit just comes out there just to to get to Geno, you know, to make him, you know, want to get a little more motivated to play a little better. But I mean, saying about motivation, man, this is fucking. This is who this is. This is the rich man's Gino. <laughs> he's good yeah. enough, but he's gonna but he's gonna throw some fucking turnovers out there. You put him yeah. in a good situation, put him against loose defenses, little guy yeah. games. This I I 
Did I not sit on this podcast and say this exact fucking thing three months ago? And God damn it, if it ain't com- just exactly fucking true. Yep. Sucks go out there and do flashy shit and teams with shitty defenses and Gina will give you the what he got. But when it comes to those, to the fucking chest hair games, when it comes to big boy games, mm-hmm. this is what the fucking this is what they are, and this is what Gino is. It ain't about motivation. This is just what he is. Yeah, I mean, we do have a, a long enough sample size of Gino's career, so yeah, you know. <laughs> well, True brought it up, so we can we can we can finish our journey, our NFL journey this week uh, up in New York with both squads. God damn, Tay, that that defense is so fucking good. Like, man, they were still hanging on. Oh, I I think we can get a little bit of a since since uh Axe isn't here, we can do a little bit of Bengals talk before we get out of here too. Cause I because I told you all that as well, that they were the number two team in the power rankings preseason, and they fucking look like it. But first, New York. I almost feel bad for the Jets, man, because that defense is fucking crazy. But man, they just can't just can't get it out of the way on the other side. Rogers coming back. <laughs> I hope Tay. Not. Tay, what about your squad, man? This defense. Um. Yeah, the defense is great. Like I, I have, I have no questions about the defense, but I'm not even gonna. The offense just turned the ball over. Like they could have got the usual fourteen points, but they had they, they, they turned the ball over. The, those two that Garrett Wilson fumbled, that one hurt. Uh I think Brace Hall fumbled. They just they, they were turning the ball over. I mean you're not gonna win game. You know that's already a, a struggle in the offense. And if you turn the ball over on the other team's uh side of the field. They're not gonna win games. Not not with an offense like that. You you need to at least if you're gonna struggle to put the ball in the end zone, you need to at least take care of the ball. And they did not do that. So that's why they only scored six points. They didn't get their uh they didn't get their usual 14. So I mean, you know, it's it, it a bad week. I, I do think they'll, they'll shake back from it. I mean, it's the Jets, man. We we know how good they're gonna be this year. So um favorites <laughs> <Hey>, November. <laughs> Yeah, how good they're gonna be this year? He talking <laughs> like it's the second week. <laughs> well, <laughs> the hourglass is running down. Um, getting a little sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't lie. The Jets are better than y'all thought with Zach Wilson. Hey, no, you're. I we already said that it was good last the, year. When it, the 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 that gift card is has been funny, spent, man. We already said that. Yeah. I mean, they just got they just got to find a way to get it done. I mean, they they had they, I think they won two in a row. You know, they they lost to the Chargers on Monday, yeah. But they just got to find a way to get it done. Like the offense is just it's just not good. But it's got to figure it out. Like they've they've been figuring it out this season. They, you know, they they have a they were above five hundred and whatnot. But yeah, they just they just got to figure it out on offense. They cannot turn the ball over at all. Not with not with that offense. They cannot turn the ball over. We're not gonna lose. The defense will keep them in the game. Offense has got to do just enough, like like they've been doing. Our other New York topic. Uh, this is gotta go through all three of you guys. Uh, 
This is this has officially gotten fucking weird over there on the giant side. Oh god. Uh they 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 gotta take one of these quarterbacks in the top three, don't they? Yep. Hell so yeah. so so are you guys okay, so do you think they're going to do it, Tay? Yeah. Yeah, you got to. Especially especially with Dame Jones getting hurt. Now you got you have to. You don't have a choice. You do not have a choice. You don't know how he's gonna come back. Everyone comes back from an ACL injury nowadays, but that you can use that as your leverage. Like they, you have to, but you are stuck with Daniel Jones for one more season, though. But that's okay. Just, just, just one more season. My you thing is, is like, is, is, I, they can't. I don't think that coaching staff and that front office can afford to take another year like this. I don't think their job security is that much where they could take another job, another year like this uh, over pride over the fact, well, we already signed him for all this money. So we're like, like you guys just got to swallow that and, and, and do something to give some sort of hope to the situation. Cause there isn't zero hope right now. Um, you got to do something to show progress and to start turning around. And I just don't know, especially now, like you said, with, with him compromised, if that's happening. True. You think they're gonna do they do they do they need to and do you think they're going to? Uh do they need to? Yes. Um are they going to? I hope. Um <laughs> hope. Um but yeah, I mean it's a mess over there, man. Uh honestly, it is a mess over there. And they got some interesting situations going on with Players, I mean, Daniel Jones, done. Um, you can't depend on him. So, yeah, man, this, this they got to do what they got to do. Um, I don't, I don't know what the fix is for them, honestly. Too, that's another part of it. I don't know what, you know, um, I don't know what the fix is for. For the Giants, um, but that's a that's probably a start. It's taking a you know taking a quarterback, so um, they should they should do it. Will they do it? Uh, who knows? I hope, but you never know, man. I said you 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 expect somebody you know expect the team to do something and they do something entirely different than what you expect, and shit goes crazy from there. Um, but I think they will. I think they will. That's that's my belief. I think they will. If they don't, I mean, Godspeed to them. Follow <laughs> yeah. what what is gonna happen here, man? So I want them to take a quarterback. Um, I mean, they will, but it just won't be a first round quarterback, unfortunately. Because they you don't do. think so? No, they are they are tied to Dan Jones for at least one more year. Um. Now, <laughs> it's the NFL. Anything can happen. But, you know, it's – put it like this. I actually think that Brian Dayball should not get touched as far as being fired because he just won damn coach of the year last year. Oh, I don't think so either. But I also don't think it's a guarantee. Uh, it, it was, enough is a guarantee in the NFL. Yeah. But it, it, this is just the thing that – look, man, 
you got to at least let the man get his guy. <laughs> let him get his guy, and then see if he if he's fulfilling. But I mean, well, damn, you just gave him the money. They can't they can't be up the front office can't be upset with anybody but themselves for buying into I don't know this this. What I mean, what do they think he Eli? <laughs> I mean, like he look he looked like him kind of. He act like him, but he's not Eli. Uh, I mean, now last year he worked because it's a brand new system. Brian Dayball, you know, knew how to accentuate what he could do best, which is running the damn ball. Daniel Jones' best attribute is running the ball. Um, he can scramble with the best of them. Um, but he's just too inconsistent. Um, but I think they will. Now, that's not to say that they won't get a quarterback. I mean, they'll draft another one, maybe a second-round guy. And then, you know, there might be a quarterback battle after that. I could see that happening. Because the, cause, because because now, as far as the media is concerned, um, everybody is on Brian Dayball's side as far as that. Like, like yo, Daniel Jones ain't the guy. So I mean, you know, what I'm saying he showed he showed what you can do, you know, when you maximizing his strengths, and when you have an easy schedule, that was last year. So it's like, all right, now you got you got film. <laughs> These teams got film, and they're, they're they're game planning differently now, and that offensive line is not good. Just what's what's up with these New York teams? And bad and, and and they're bad on the offensive lines. Now, granted, offensive line play in general, you know, as is is a little down. Um, so they come in at a premium. But still I mean, the two teams that we look at, you know, you said you'd put the Ravens number two. I'm guessing the Eagles are number one. I don't think it's no. any fucking I don't think it's any fucking surprise that the two oh. top two of the top three teams Got two of the top three offensive lines. Well, no, now in that regard, yeah, I agree. With you. Uh, hell no, I ain't putting the Eagles number one. You know, I'm putting number one, Patty, all day, damn it. I don't give a damn about that. <laughs> damn, it, you. But, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, they I, got a decent offensive line too. Yeah, it's decent. Uh, the Lions have a superb offensive line. I'm, I'm high on the Lions. Even and that's the only them. thing that's keeping them fucking alive in the games. Yeah. I mean, the, this is football. It, where is everyone? Where is the game of football one, fellas? The trenches. So it's like, let, I mean, you got to put a little more emphasis on that, especially to be a New York, quote unquote, big Apple team, media capital of the world, blah, 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 blah. So, um, but yeah, the, the, the Giants, it's, it's, a, it's, it's worse than a dumpster fire over there right now. Um, and it's all just because of their own doing. You competed against yourselves. You 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 forced yourself or tricked yourself into thinking that this boy was good enough where he did where he deserved a multi-year deal. No. And it's just a shame that Brian Dayball had to kind of go through that. Now, granted, he has he has blame in this for damn sure, because he he signed off on him getting that check. So it's like, um, you know, so it is what it is on that regard, man. But it, it, it's a dumpster fire. Um, Antonio Pierce, respect to him. But um, everybody thought the Raiders was going to beat them. 
and the Raiders are ass. But everybody thought the Raiders was going to beat them just because we all really believed that it was all Josh McDaniels really just like holding them back. That's that's what's crazy. That's where that's when you're like rock bottom. That's when you rock when a when a bad team beats the shit bad. out of you. When when the when, when they are changing coaches and they coming in and they're the damn favorites. So um, Saquon Barkley, uh, I feel I feel for this man. He sh- he should have tried to get traded. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe he did try. I don't know, but I mean, publicly, you know, publicly he had to walk the walk. But I don't understand that. But I mean, talent being wasted. Darren Waller, as, as much as I love Darren Waller, I, I mean, it was foolish to it was foolish to spend money on him. He ain't healthy. He'll never be healthy again. Ever. Yeah. It's yeah. He was a flash in the pan for two years. I mean, so and I and like that. I love Darren Wall. I love his skill set, his talent. But come on, bro, you gotta be available. It is what it is. Yeah. In WNBA championships, maybe he get maybe he were maybe he ain't working as hard as he can. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just it's it's terrible over there. But a new day will come. A new day will come. You know, just like last year happened. (laughs) They had a good year, surprisingly. You know, the day will come when when the front office will get it right. Well, the day is coming sooner for some of us than than the Giants. Uh, you just you know call them a dumpster fire. Well, I'll tell you the opposite of dumpster fire, and that is DAR Sports Media is on the fucking rise right now. I'm excited that this is the first pod that we can talk about it since we've got it set up next week. Uh, on the wrestling side of things, me and True have a world champion coming to visit the show. Yeah, uh, one of the hottest names outside of AEW and WWE right now. Um, the leader of a movement. I don't want to give it away, but that might give it away a little bit. A world champion is coming to the show next week. Uh, stay tuned. By the end of this week, we'll be we'll be tagging we'll be tagging them and we'll be getting the the promotion rolling. Um, huge deal for us. We're fucking psyched. It's gonna be a big one next week uh, on Dar Sports Media, and we've got some other guests that are in work. Some surprises for you guys, um, but we're gonna start delivering on that uh, notion starting next week. We're very excited about it. Um, True. What else we got on the horizon? Um. Man, we, we got a couple, you know, a couple more guests. Um, I am going to go ahead and say Nostalgia Hour will be back. Um, yeah, we're gonna get a Survivor Series to Nostalgia Hour going for you guys. Survivor Series uh, before it happens. We, we might get some uh, some some music stuff, some some more stuff too. Um, it's coming back. Uh, it could be coming back a lot sooner than than, than people think. So. Um, definitely nostalgia hour or something. A lot of people have reached out to me and said, yo, man, I love when you, you know, go back stuff and talk about, you know, whatever, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's coming up. Um, you know, we, we just put out, uh, you know, especially me and Apollo, we just, we just literally put out two back-to-back projects, um, at the beginning of October and they're doing pretty well right now. So everybody should go check those out for sure. Um, a couple other things going on, uh, but y'all know me. I, I don't like to say things until for sure. You know, that, that 
there for sure happening. But um, no, nah, man, we we got a lot, you know, a lot coming up. Uh, I am excited about this next month or two and everything that's going on with with, with the gang squad. So, uh, but while you're here, if you're listening, and if you haven't, make sure you stream Older Guys Do Evolve and the platform for myself and my brother Shaka Apollo. Um, as far as new music, more music, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe no, maybe not. That'd be more music. Uh, I am not motivated. I will announce this on here for some people know. Not motivated. I've gotten uh, hit up by several people to do some do some projects. So that's what songs. But eventually, me and Apollo will be a part of this AEW Who We Are Two album. Whenever that drops, who when's it gonna drop? Who the hell knows? But we are a part of it. Our parts are done. So um, definitely. And of course, uh, kick it over to Apollo because he got his he got his uh, you know scouting stuff going on. I don't know if you if you want to put all this you know his information out there for for people. The logos out there already. So uh, oh yeah, kick it over, brother. Shaq Sports, Shaq Sports uh, scouting uh, that's coming soon. Um, uh, I can't really, I guess, go into detail what it's gonna be, but it's more, it's more or less like where I'll be, um, I guess, doing a lot of my work, uh, putting like out of my scouting reports and things like that. Um, but but yeah, stay, just stay tuned to that because uh, I got a couple of college games that I'm um, college basketball games that I'm going to be uh, scouting soon. Um. And during the Thanksgiving break, uh, I may be in North Carolina. Um, and if I am, I'll I'll try to make um one of the Duke games, um, because I think they're having like one of their like classic tournaments or something like that. Um, so I, yeah, I'm 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 trying to you know get in the grassroots campaign, get in a little circuit, you know what I mean. Try, try yes, to make sir. it do what it do, you know what I mean? And that's yes, what sir. we are all about around here. Like I said, uh, that conversation next week with the world champ, uh, I'm probably going to stretch into other avenues, not just wrestling, sports, uh, music, other, uh, you know, movies, whatever, whatever we get into, because that's what we do here on DAR Sports Media. So be on the lookout for that next week. And remember, World DAR Media never stops.